0: In this episode, we look at how to meditate. More specifically, we're looking at three unique approaches to getting all the benefits of meditation without the really difficult part of actually doing meditation. So get excited because this is Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. To another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple research-based strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and meditation is insanely valuable. This has been proven time and time again. It's one of those things that if you're able to build it as a habit, if you're able to make it work for you, can pay dividends long into your life, long into your career, into whatever area of your life you're trying to improve. Meditation has an enormous, enormous role for helping create healthier humans who can build better lives for themselves. And this has been documented. Research after research study has shown that people who meditate regularly, not only do they experience the short-term benefits of being more calm and, and uh, uh, better control over their emotions, they also gain long-term benefits. Parts of the brain change over long periods of time when you are a regular meditator. So there's massive value there. We know this. This is not new information to people listening to this podcast. But yet, I'm willing to bet that you still haven't started, that you still aren't doing it successfully, that you still aren't consistent with your meditation? And my first question, of course, would be, why is that? Have we ever stopped and questioned why is it that meditation is such a difficult thing to add to our lives, especially with the hundreds of thousands of resources that are available? Podcast episodes, blogs, apps, and tools, and audio queues and any number of things. In cities like New York City, you can even go to in-person meditation centers and practice guided meditation with coaches there. So the resources are there. The opportunity is available to us. But for some reason, people like you and me still haven't gotten meditation to stick. And I think there are a lot of potential reasons for this, but I think one big one is how unapproachable meditation sometimes feels. Because it's not always easy to recognize that sitting in silence for five, 10, 15 minutes is going to produce any kind of value for us. Sometimes it feels like an enormous chore just to make it happen. And when those days happen, especially when they coincide with days that are maybe a little bit more difficult at work or challenging at home with the kids or just more stressful for any number of reasons, when it combines with the perceived difficulty of meditation, the perceived uh, lack of value prior to doing it, it gets really easy to say, eh, I'm not going to do it today. So what I want to do in today's episode is to share uh, a few key things you can do to help you get into meditation faster, to make it something that actually sticks for you, different forms of meditation that you can cycle between on those days when you don't really feel like doing it. And this is actually a part of that behavior difficulty scale that we discussed a few episodes ago. The idea that when things get tough, when it's harder to be consistent, our job, our focus should be on finding alternatives to the behavior that still satisfy the requirements, still allow us to feel good about ourselves, but don't necessarily have the same cognitive overload requirement in order to make them happen. So the first of these that I want to talk about is another habit, one that is very similar to meditation, but sometimes for some people can be significantly easier to do in the moment. And that is journaling. So journaling has a number of benefits that we know of. Many of them are related to the process of meditation. It allows us time to deal with our emotions and to process what's going on for us. It allows us time to feel those things without immediately reacting to them. It allows us time with ourselves to be introspective and better understand who we are and what it is that we need from this moment. And the additional benefit of journaling is it gives us a record. It gives us a ledger we can look back at and understand where we were in that moment and what was going on for us. So, journaling is a phenomenal way to augment meditation and have it as part of your meditation practice or to replace meditation in certain circumstances. On those days when you just don't see the point. In sitting in silence for 5, 10, 15 minutes, it might be more effective for you to just open up a journal, grab a pen or pencil, and write out what's on your mind. Or even to do it digitally. That's what I've been doing personally as well. And I've been using an app called Day One to do it. This is not sponsored. I'm not even sure if I like the app yet. It's just what I decided to use. But feel free to try it if you'd like. The point is this. When you aren't in a position mentally to do a meditation, journaling could be a good replacement. It gives you some of the same benefits, has some of its own benefits, and there are very little drawbacks, if any, that wouldn't already be shared with meditation. Things like the time it takes and so on and so forth. The second thing you can try is the 54321 method. Now, there are a number of these by this name, so I'm going to qualify which I'm talking about. The idea here is simple you go down your senses and you list off the number of things you can see, feel, taste, touch, and smell as you go down the list. So, for example, You might do five things you can see, and you just list everything in your environment. Four things you can feel, three things you can taste, two things you can smell, one thing you can touch, or whatever order makes sense for you in the situation you find yourself in. Uh, There might be more things you can smell versus things you can touch, and so you switch the order. But the point here is to get out of your head. The point is to get back into your body, back into the physical world and better understand where you are in that world, what's going on for you in that world. By doing this, we allow ourselves to gain some of the benefits of meditation, the, uh, particularly the parts that help us to calm excitement and anxiety and all of the like knee-jerk reactions that we might have. And also the parts that allow us to manage and deal with stress, where instead of being stuck in our head and going into this cycle of uh, beating ourselves up or stressing about this thing or worrying about that thing, We get to get back into our bodies, into the real world around us, and deal with the things that are in front of us. So, 54321 doesn't have some of the benefits that journaling has, but has different benefits. And it still pulls from some of the tools that meditation can give us. And so, then the last thing I want to talk about is a practice of deep breathing. Now, uh, some people call this breath work. Some people call it deep breathing. Other people don't really call it anything because they don't know what it is. Uh, But the idea here is basic. We just focus on the breath. We're not meditating. We're not counting. We're not feeling things. We're just focused on the breath and we are experimenting with different patterns of breathing. And what this does is it gives us some of the benefits, just like everything on this list, some of the benefits of meditation, not all of them, but some of them. Shifting the way that we are taking in air can be the difference between anxiety and calm. For example, when we are anxious, we tend to shallow breathe. And so one really basic thing we can do to help counteract anxiety is to take deeper breaths. Now, this doesn't always work, but it does help sometimes. It allows us to, one, have a focal point somewhere we can pay attention to in order to navigate what it is we're feeling. But two, it also helps to get more oxygen to the brain so that we're able to panic less. So there is some real research, real science behind the power of the breath to shift the way that our body feels and the things that we're experiencing in the moment. It, of course, doesn't have the the same strength as meditation that might give us like the the ability to think back on what's going on or to analyze where we're at or to just be one with ourself there's still so much value in the actual practice of meditation but something like breathwork can pull in the calming components of it and pull in the aspects of it that allow us to shift where we are in the world and how it is that we're feeling So those are the three things that i'd recommend if you're either not a fan of traditional meditation or you've just struggled to make it fit into your life try journaling try five four three two one and try practicing different patterns of breathing and practicing different approaches to breathing these three have been invaluable tools for me they've been extremely helpful in making this whole thing work for me because i'm not consistent with meditation It's something I've tried over and over and over again and stopped every time. And I don't really know why. I don't know what's missing. But I have been consistent with some of these other tools. And so I've been able to gain some of the benefits of meditation without necessarily taking the time and energy to make that work for me so thank you so much for being here if you're listening to this episode i'd love to connect with you head over to youtube that's the best place to reach me nowadays the link is in the description of this episode just drop a comment on today's episode or any of the episodes that are available there in video form i'd love to connect with you and chat with you there thank you so much for being here and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.